0: Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Appledore Research Podcast. My name is Robert Curran, Consulting Analyst with Appledore. As ever, we're here to share insights on the transformation of telecom in the era of cloud, network automation, and AI. If you enjoy today's podcast, make sure to follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Now enjoy the show. So I'm joined today by Patrick Kelly, Principal Analyst and Founder at Appledore. Who's been tracking the evolution of this market? Patrick, we can't start a conversation about AI without talking about ChatGPT. That's really reset, I think, a lot of people's expectations for what AI is and what it can do. Is that how we should be, you know, reframing the, the basis of conversation about AI? Is ChatGPT a real benchmark for us? And, and how does that inform kind of how this market develops uh, here, both within telecom and beyond it?
1: Yeah, great to be with you again, Robert. Um, yeah, I think it, so. If we just kind of look at AI, it's been around for a long time, right? I think with ChatGPT, it's really taken the mainstream market by storm, right? So it seems like everybody's using it to the point where, when you try and get on right now, sometimes you can't get service from ChatGPT. So um, very interesting. Yeah, I was I was mentioning to you before we came on for the podcast. I was also trying out this other tool, Metaphysics AI, which is a uh, facial technology uh, being used mostly in Hollywood. So it, it's uh, it's a modeling AI that that you can take a current photo of yourself um, and it'll render yourself either into the future or uh, back into the past. So we can look at like a Robert Curran that's twenty years younger. Uh, it, it actually is quite uh, it's quite good the technology, um, and this is. Um, this is a new area, Robert, generative AI, where you feed data into the model and it creates a new uh, new output for you, data output. Um, so it's going beyond basic AI modeling, um, which we're used to, which is more pattern, pattern recognition or pattern matching uh, or what people call reactive AI, um, something that was used. Uh, you, you probably remember the chess master, Gary Kasparov, he... Um, he was he he was defeated by a computer, I think, like twenty five years ago. But we're 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 into a new era here, and I think it's it's fascinating. Uh, and I think you know, as I said, the mainstream media and uh, the market is is really excited about the future.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you say that. Uh, you know, the chat ChatGPT thing certainly seemed to. Uh, I mean, it was it was it's been everywhere, and it continues to, to hold. Uh, you know, a lot of interest, a lot of focus, and it is, I think, making people, you know, return again to AI. It's still, as you say, still in its infancy, and, and this indicates just one example of how we've, maybe we have, you know, reached a certain uh, new era, uh, right, and this right. is just a start. So, so yeah, it's, I think that's interesting. Um, I mean, in the, in the telecom space, I'm very conscious that, uh, you know, AI, we used to talk about the, the AI winter, you know, which is, Which is where AI kicks off, uh, you know, as a technology, and then goes very cold, very quiet for a long time, Mm -hmm. and and that's been an issue. Certainly in in the the telecom space, I think you know the term AI really lost lost useful meaning quite a few years back. Yeah. What what does that what does that really mean now? And and what are the ways in which uh, you know telecom operators and and suppliers and you know even customers ought to be thinking about? about the use of AI in telecom? What, what should it mean for us today?
1: Yeah, so I think today, most of the activity that I'm seeing just in the context of telecom focused around AI, it's really being applied to things like detecting fraud, um, fraudulent transactions. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of emphasis around improving the customer experience. Um, things like isolating network attacks, uh, deny, d- distributed denial of service attacks, things that we've seen for a long time, but now you can actually use machines and modeling uh, to get better outcomes. Things like optimizing performance of the network or detecting anomalies in the network. Those are those are the classic characteristics of of how our industry and the telecommunication industry is is applying AI today.
0: Okay, so it's really a, a number of different front at the same time. You mentioned customer experience, security, you know, at a network level, optimization. Um, is that, does that indicate that there's a level of maturity in the technology here and and that people, you know, understand it and are, are ready to adopt it? Or, or is there something maybe a little different going on there?
1: Well, we have made some advances, Robert, in the industry um, from where we were, let's say even five years ago. Um, you know, essentially, uh, right now we can, there's a lot of data, right? This, it's not just telecom, it's across the board, you know, cloud infrastructure. If you look at the amount of data being generated, it continues to increase just vast amounts of data. So, and, and that's what you need. You need, you got to take high quality network data or subscriber data or location data and any telemetry data, um, and you got to run it through a machine learning model. And at the end of the day, it's got to do better prediction. Um, so AI to me is a prediction engine. It, um, it attempts, you know, the attempt of an AI model is, can you do it better, faster and cheaper than human beings can perform the same operation. And at the end of the day, you're not going to invest unless that, that outcome occurs. So, um, if you look at things like isolating service impacts, you know, across a wide, uh, spectrum of infrastructure that has value, um, and and I think the other aspect to it, at least in the telecommunication uh, operational environment, is we've we've what I found is there's a lot of issues um, intermittent network outages, right? And and that's a fundamental problem in our industry. So you can start to use AI to say, okay, I've got these intermittent problems. You know, what is it? You know, where is the problem? What is causing this? Um, it could be something like <clears throat> a partial fiber optical cable that's been crushed, you know, in your broadband service. Okay. And, yeah. you know, so AI will just, the AI model will sift through large data sets to make a prediction on, on possible causes of the symptom.
0: Okay, okay. So so that, you know, that transition from from being better and faster and presumably cheaper at making predictions through to some of these more, Kind of edge case type scenarios the things that don't happen all that com all that frequently, but when they do happen, they're quite hard to detect that right. that seems to be part of part of what you're seeing here you know you're using AI to to investigate, explore maybe even predict but certainly diagnose some of those conditions that that need a lot of data but you, from a human point of view, you only get to see it once it's once it's happened if you see once you know what the what the problem was, you could then see how the data fits together, but trying to turn that around right you know, and actually. Die, you determine that from the data predicted sounds, sounds like a yeah, per, per,
1: pretty much everything that i'm seeing robert with um, which i would say is has value to the telecom operator and where suppliers can make money is on improving and focusing on business outcomes uh, so if we just you know I, I rattled off a few but if you the most If we classify this, most of the activity is around either network optimization. Uh, We just talked about network anomaly detection. Uh, Another example is predictive maintenance. So uh, how do you um, predict uh, with some reliability when you're gonna need to uh, either upgrade a facility or uh, potentially redeploy uh, new capital equipment? Uh, Those types of activities, subscriber experience I mentioned, you know, another another interesting one is what's happening in the RIC. And I know you've been following OpenRAM, but if you look at the radio interface controller, we're seeing a lot of R apps and X apps being developed, which rely on robust AI models. I mean, you need the data, but also you need some pretty solid modeling there. Um, and then the last, you know, top of mind for most operators today is energy management, energy has doubled in the last year, so a lot of focus around okay, how do I get uh, better energy management in my infrastructure, which is a huge cost for many, uh, both mobile operators and fixed mm. uh, fixed operators.
0: Yeah, yeah, I- interesting. We're still we're still finding new new areas to to deploy machine learning, artificial intelligence, uh, particularly. I think you mentioned something you know, so critical in, in all of this, uh, you know, which is the data and the availability of enormous data sets and, and everything that goes with that, managing that, managing the governance, access to that. Uh, and and you know, there's been a lot of talk about, about bias and things in a model from a consumer point of view, but it's just as important, I guess, in a network context to make sure that the sort of modeling you're doing there is is delivering a business outcome and not pre you know prejudging a situation. Think, yeah. Well, on one,
1: one, of, one of the things that uh, surface, uh, because I've been doing some, uh, continue to do research in this space, uh, some interesting use cases around energy management is if you look at the mobile network, the traffic load in mobile networks will vary over the course of the day. Uh, so if you think about it at night, you know most people most people aren't active, right on the on the network. So you can put uh, you know cells to sleep, or um, you can adjust your RF channels, um, and then just the opposite occurs at peak times. You need more. Uh, capacity in the network. Um, And it's, you know, this is where you can start to use AI modeling um, and save energy, right? So instead of using 100% of your RF channels, if it's at, you know, night when people are asleep or four hour period, you reduce that to 25% of your RF channels. Those have real material impact, I think, to operators. And that's, that's how I kind of see the market moving um, for the use cases around energy management is how do you get more efficient, but still not compromise on uh, subscriber quality of service and uh, application quality of service.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that, that's interesting. I, again, it sounds like, you know, what you're seeing is that, that evolution on from AI as a technology and certainly, you know, I've seen some of this over kind of four or five years ago. Is people say, "Hey, we got to get into AI, and let's set up an AI department, and let us set up a data science department without clarity on what that outcome was." And it sounds like you're seeing more of that focus on on outcome. Energy is a, obviously a standard example, uh, but there are other things as well. And people are saying, "Look, here's the business problem we want to solve. And We know we can get get data. Uh, what we can't get necessarily is the is the time and the people and the you know the the sheer kind of effort." Uh, to build the models and, and rebuild the models and tune them, uh, so that more sort of business outcome focus certainly sounds like a welcome, a right. welcome yeah. evolution in the market. Well, one of the things, because I know it, it touches on another area of research for you, that I know is a constant uh, kind of question mark in the use of AI is this whole question of of you know predictability and test and assuring. If I have a, a component in my network that's going to be making decisions, um, you know I want to know it's going to make, as it were, the right decisions in any given context. It, it, are you seeing much on the sort of test, measurement, assurance side of things uh, that's changing as a result of more of this kind of uh, you know intelligent uh, you know components coming into the network? Is that is that featuring in how uh, you know companies like and so on are are responding to that?
1: Yeah, there's the there's um, <clears throat> there's sort of the test and measurement suppliers um, and sort of what their role is. But but the other aspect, even before you get to test and measurement, is uh, you, you need to you need to have a model that's robust. And by that, what I mean is you, you need to train the model to to get this worthwhile output and so uh, many techniques are being used to improve the model you you have things like back propagation and supervised learning and stuff like that that just b- gives you a better outcome but you have to um, we were talking about data you have to get a large data set so you got to collect the data you got to label the data you got to run it through this training alg- algorithm and maybe you do things like back propagation and and you you know you you tweak your model to get better outcomes but um, most of the models we're talking about uh, are in the operational area or domain and they have a narrow focus. So you, you you find a problem in the network where you have billions of events that get generated and then you determine you know, the optimal use of the network to reduce your, your CapEx or your OpEx as an example. Um, or you may want to correlate the performance of the network with things like net promoter scores for a specific service. So there's going to be specific models that get used based on the, the problem you're trying to solve. Um, and then you got to constantly improve those models. Um, and then, and after that, you sort of get into the, the, the thing that is around test and validation stuff. And you can do things like uh, digital simulation. And we've seen a lot of activity there with companies like Spirent. um, You also like one of the things in our research stream, Robert, is around 5G private networks, right? So if you get into a factory floor, one of the things you have, if you're going to deploy private 5G, let's say in standalone mode, you've got a lot of objects moving around. Um, You have to deal with um, the RF side of it. So you're going to get interference. You know, how do you optimize that? And this is a case where, you know, we were talking about regenerative AI that I could see in the future. I haven't seen any examples today where. You take the data sets, maybe you do some simulation where you're trying to simulate a factory floor, and then you optimize the best use so that you minimize that interference. There's, yeah. there's just a, there, there's so many potential use cases here. I think we're just in the early days of leveraging uh, data and, and the right sort of AI models to get the best outcomes.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I get a sense of that. It's it's interesting what you mentioned there about that kind of internal test within models to continuously you know refine test uh, you know adjust. That's clearly a key a key part of it. Uh, you, you mentioned being in the early days of this. Uh, can we talk about you know the money side of things? Is this a is this a big market today? Are we just at the start of this? Are we going to see, you know, significant increases in, in spend on AI in the telecom space? Um, or, or is it just going to become, you know, subsumed into other markets? What, what's your, what's your sense of, of how they, uh, the uh, the commercial models are, are going to bear out here?
1: Right. I, I did a forecast last year, Robert. Um, it was specific around network and security AI ops market. So, uh, very narrow focus there. Glo- global numbers, but at the time, I had the market at around 500 million in 2021, um, specific to security and network AI ops, and yeah. growing to 3.3 billion in 2026. Um, so, for okay. some of the folks on the on the podcast, they may want to take a look at that. Um, yeah. I at the time I excluded data curation platforms. This would be things like Splunk from the forecast yeah. model, uh, cause I kind of viewed that as separate. But um, if you look at that and you, you sort of look at, you know, just a bottoms up, like who's active in this space and, and are they actually generating revenue? Because any model you have to take a bottoms up and a tops down, who are, who are your suppliers in the ecosystem? And then who are the buyers uh, to those mm-hmm. commercial solutions? So on the supplier side, you know, at the time I did briefings with Nokia on their AVA portfolio, po- portfolio yeah. Sienna, Blue Planet, uh, you know, companies like Palo Alto, they have a product called Cortex. Um, you got Rakuten Symphony with Inui, uh, yeah. Spirent, VisionWorks, uh, you know, the list goes on, IBM Cloud Pak, uh, et cetera. And, you know, that, that sort of gives you a degree of confidence on where the market is now and then... Obviously, project forward on what we think the growth rates are. I think, as I said, we're we're in the very early days, and uh, th- this this will be a high growth market, uh, even for the telco sector.
0: Patrick, are there any other um, companies uh, you know coming into the telecom space? Uh, you you've touched on one or two. You mentioned Splunk in a, a kind of around the edge here, but but it's one of the themes you know we talk about in our research generally. Um, it is is how you know firms with a established pedigree in in, in a, an area of IT are finding their way into really core problem areas inside a telecom. Um, is that happening? Do you think or enabled in the in the AI market landscape? Do you see some of the other uh, big vendors not finding a place right in the heart of some core operational network? Uh, uh challenges in, in telecom is that is that a feature of of how this is changing
1: i do see some uh new new suppliers uh we had talked a little bit earlier about what's happening in the ric uh this would be the radio interface controller yeah. uh and yeah you, know, you find companies that are developing these r apps or x apps to leverage that so there's a bit of AI that's around network optimization. I talked a little bit about energy management, but even around revenue monetization. So if you look at slicing, right, if you're going to do slicing, you have to have a revenue model for that. And so within the SMO, Rick, you've got uh, new newer companies coming in, Cohere, CellWise, AirHop, uh, yeah. PyWorks, NetAI, uh, very, very small companies, but very active in this space and using AI. And then... You know, the bigger companies, uh, if, if we look at network optimization, you've got like a Palantir coming in. Now, most people think of Palantir on the DOD defense side of the business, but their foundry product is being used to some extent uh, within some mobile operators. And um, that's around network optimization. So they, they have a data driven AI platform. Um, And it's being applied now in the telecommunications sector. Um, And then just across the board, just with the broader, uh, larger, well-established suppliers to the telecom industry, you've got Huawei with ADN, you have Ericsson, you've got Nokia, which I mentioned, um, Blue Planet, uh, you know, VMware is doing a lot with the RIC, Uh, Juniper bought a company with the RIC, but then they're, you know, they're in this space as well. So it's a very... Very dynamic space, um, and then on the test test and measurement side, you had mentioned. You know, we were talking earlier, like who are the players that so you've got? Spirin, uh, you know, they're they're doing stuff with digital twins with their technology. Keysight and Ritsu. Uh, it, it's it's a very dynamic market, and I think again, just to you know, where's the growth in this market? The level of activity is a strong indicator that uh, we'll continue to see this market grow. At better than growth rates, growth rates that we've seen maybe in other sub-segments of the telco sector.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's that's good to hear, <laughs> Patrick. Yeah, at an area where we're we're all looking for growth, this certainly sounds like you know one of those areas that, that has a lot of a lot of upside, a lot of forward potential, uh, and and particularly around, as you said earlier, you know delivering business outcomes that really matter uh, for customers and and telcos. Patrick, that's been that's been great to share your insights. Uh, on the AI space and how that's evolving. Um, so, yeah, I think interested podcast listeners should certainly check out your research uh, on appledore.com website. And, uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll be hooking up again soon. Thanks, Patrick. All right. Thanks, Robert. You have been listening to the Appledore Research Podcast. Join us next time for more insights and conversation on the transformation of telecom.